welcome to Trash Your Trash Day, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing doing good. Drank a little bit last night. I'm not here to lie, but I'm doing okay. Yeah, I you know I drank a little bit last night. I went to Pizzeria Mosta. Delicious. One of Nancy Silverton's many delicious restaurants mm-hmm. and love, have family in town. And they offered to, they were like, oh, we should get, you know, are we going to do cocktails? We're going to do wine. Decided we do wine. And then I was like, what, what would it be like? Well, the waiter started, of course, suggesting some, some reds. Mm-hmm. And then we also had to go, wait, well, what are the price points on these <laughs> reds? Because we could have quickly had a $250 bottle. <laughs> yeah, they have like sommeliers there. Oh, they have it at the Moza next door. I don't know if the sommeliers wander over to the pizzeria, but. Oh, they got psalms there too. <laughs> I think they work in the ecosystem. <laughs> That's fair. They're in the Mozaverse. <laughs> They're in the Mozaverse. <laughs> so we had to go, ooh, we'll have one of the this many dollar bottles of wine what do you suggest for this and under <laughs> like dry fruit forward i don't care i'm looking for 35 dollar tasting wine we're like i think we have a house red we're like that that sounds great house house brand They're like um, books in the back have something <laughs> tap they brought it in themselves yeah. <laughs> Well, if like, it's the Kirkland box, though, you're you're in good shape. Yes, <laughs> that shit's good. It's amazing. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Let's hop into it. What do you think? Oh, yeah, let's let's do it. I I do have one thing. I did tease it a couple weeks ago, but I am gonna I'm gonna get into it because I'm a woman of my word. Sure. And when I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. What are you talking about? This is. I mean, this is two <clears> weeks. <throat> we didn't we didn't do a podcast last week. We didn't do a podcast. So this has been three weeks in the making. Wow. And I said, we didn't have time for it on one episode, but I said, I'm going to talk about my new Bigfoot theory. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. And so I've been spending some time with the Mormons recently. I've been watching Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu. You know that those people on TV are not spending time with you, right? Mm, I don't understand. I'm having a parasocial relationship with the Mormons. Okay. I've been spending some time with Mom Talk, the TikTok mom swingers, you know, the controversy. If you don't know, just Google Mom Talk. It's a whole thing. We're not going to cover it. It's just just too much. But I've been spending some time with the Mormons. I've been doing some deep, some diving, some deep diving. And there is an explanation for Bigfoot within Mormonism. Okay. So Mormon lore has it. One of the bigwigs back in Mormonism, one of the bigwigs back in Mormonism, not like a founder, but like one of the early prophets, like one of the bigwigs kind of guys. Sure. He was riding on his horse back in the day uh-huh. and a guy came up to him and he was about shoulder height with him. He's on a horse, this guy's shoulder height with him. So very tall, right? Uh-huh. Very hairy. And they get to talking. And they're talking and, and so it's never outright said, he never explicitly says any of this, but it's all, you know, talked around and implied that, oh, me and my descendants, we can never die. We can never ascend to heaven. We can never go to hell. We have to walk the earth forever. We are cursed 
Okay. So it's like, all right. So these big hairy creatures can never die. So that's why there's never bones or fossil records of them. Mm-hmm. They're the descendants of Cain. Cain from the Bible who killed his brother Abel. Bigfoot is the descendant of Cain, according to the Mormons. Mm-hmm. Do you do you follow the strings? Are you following it down? The Cain is cursed to walk the earth forever and his descendants. And now they're Bigfoot. Cain. Cain. The guy who killed his brother from, from, from Cain and Abel from the beginning books. Yeah. From the old Testament. Wow. Yeah. So he's just walking the earth, growing hair, growing hair. Cause I mean, it's got, he can't shave. I mean, where are you going to get razors? You know, you're the, you got the mark of Cain. The mark of Cain is the hair is the hair. Okay. So that makes sense if the bible's real Mm -hmm. so i don't know like are you putting this out there to prove bigfoot because then you need to also prove to me the bible shit um yeah oh no you know what came to mind is um that scene in twilight when uh edward throws uh Bella on his back and runs her out to the forest and he was like do I not frighten you do I are, are you not scared do my speed I could crush you in my grip and she's like no I'm not I'm not afraid and he's like well wait till you see me in the sunlight see your skin sparkles like diamonds like it's a curse whatever that's what came to mind of like you like I kind of want to rewrite Twilight with a Bigfoot being Honest- like do I, do I not frighten you? <laughs> Honestly, like dead ass stop the podcast right now. And this is now a production <laughs> meeting about us rewriting Twilight, but with Bigfoots. <laughs> dead ass. Okay. Podcast over. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Trashy Trashy. Hey, Cass. <laughs> What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. <laughs> you stay garbage, girl. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Like, can you imagine? That would be so good. I'm like tempted to tell you to cut it. (laughs) Such an old reference, though. Tune into the 2023 Friends show of Cass and Erica present Twilight, but Bigfoots. That's literally what it's called. Twilight, colon, but Bigfoots. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Bigfoot's Cane. Bigfoot is Cane. That's why there's never fossils and bones that's why there's no proof anyway but yeah and uh, anyway why are you trash all right i might get us in trouble here okay oh no i listened to bts for the first time yes and it's just like whatever Shit, cassandra i'm cutting this i have they their army will come after we have said some controversial shit about people but I will not take a stand on BTS. <laughs> we cannot, we cannot hashtag this. We cannot put this in the SEO. Oh, if sorry, one dude. BTS fan hears this, they it's, will come after us. Like I didn't, I'm not calling it bad. I'm not calling it bad. I just thought it was whatever. And, and I, and I'm admitting, like, I'm saying that makes me trash. So like, I know that I'm wrong, (laughs) 
because of course I must be wrong because people like are willing to die for this. (laughs) (laughs) They're in the BTS army. (laughs) They enlisted. (laughs) And they've done wonderful things for the world, you know, like when K-pop Twitter, like silenced a bunch of hateful kind of things during the BLM movement and stuff like that, you know? So I appreciate them and what they've done, but like the BTS army and stuff, but like, I just like, I was really, I was expecting to turn it on and be like, I get it. I love this. I don't know. I guess it was just like, whatever. Did you watch the music videos with, with it? No, I turned it on during dinner. I think you kind of have to watch some of the the visuals with it because like K-pop can be a very visual storytelling. You know, I think that's a part of the storytelling as well, maybe. Mm, okay. I'll give it another go. Give it a round. Give it a round. Yeah. yeah B- BTS, ho- BTS Army, please hold off. <laughs> Cease fire. <laughs> Cease fire. I mean, you've literally said things about Taylor Swift before, but. Okay. Yeah, I'll take on Taylor Swift. Before I take on BTS. That's fair. I'll take on uh, the Swifties. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's why I'm trash. Why are you mm-hmm. trash? So uh, we just had a primary election in mm-hmm. California last last week. And uh, it's very important to vote. I was very adamant. I was very vocal on, on my social media about the importance of voting, especially in this particular primary for mayor in LA. But, you know, my time is very valuable. Mm-hmm. And as a registered voter, I get a lot of mail and I, I get phone calls. Mm. And I answered a phone call. I'll, I'll answer unknown numbers a lot of times. And I got, especially during campaign election season, and I got, I got a call and it was a campaign worker. And they're like, hi, do you have a moment to hear about Da-da-da's campaign, you know? Mm-hmm. And normally I'll hear them out for like a second or so, unless it's someone I'm just like, absolutely not. I don't, I don't support this person. Thank you. Bye. But I was like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm just, I'm in a hurry. I wasn't, I didn't have shit to do. I just didn't want to hear it that day. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I'm sorry. I can't. And they would go, the person's voice, the, the wilt in that person's voice, they just go, it's important. It's for mayor. Oh my God. And I was like, gotta go. I hung up on them. <laughs> but I, I like most of the time I'm like, oh, it's just some, vol- it's, you know, it's a volunteer. It's, it's, it's a, you know, maybe a paid person on a campaign staff. But I was like, this person is taking this job the most serious out of anyone I've ever experienced. But they, they just like, it's important. It's for mayor. Please. It's like I was like not feeding their child at a train station. They were like, please. I I just hung up on them and I was like, I wanted to be like, I do my civic duty. I donate. I vote. You know, I I didn't I didn't know how to like, you know, express that in in 20, you know, in less than 10 seconds to them. But I was like, I just don't have the time. Well, you don't owe them that explanation either. But I, I wanted mean, them to know I I was civilly active and not know that I'm trash. But I, you know, it was, it was uh, I, I just, it was, yeah, it was just, I wanted them to think of me highly still. Do you think that they get calls like that in like Ojai? Because Ojai, the mayor is, the, is a dog, right? 
Oh, uh, well, I know it in Idlewild. Max Idlewild, that's is a dog mayor. Mm-hmm. Right, Idlewild. So, like, do you think that, like, in Idlewild, you're there getting, like, you know, because I, I, I was getting these calls, man, like, 14 a day, kind of, it was, like, getting up to. I don't answer them. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that's, like, a ingrained thing in me that you don't answer unknown numbers because they could be bill collectors even though yes. I don't I'm not in debt anymore <laughs> uh and certainly not in the kind of debt that would go to collections anymore but like I just like that's ingrained in me to not answer those phone calls but imagine being in Idlewild and then someone mm-hmm. calling mm-hmm. and it was like do you have a moment to talk about this upcoming election no I don't ma'am the this is for mayor. This, <laughs> I'm representing the opponent, which is a different dog. <laughs> Gus is a good boy, and he's a, he's running against Max. <laughs> Max, Max has bitten two people in the last year. <laughs> Max takes underwear and take and steals it. Gus has never chewed on a piece mm-hmm. of furniture in his life. I just the the campaign hit hits against Max, like the, the the attack ads where it's just like you know Max walking and then like a freeze frame that turns to black and white and it's like Max was caught urinating in public, Max was <laughs> shit in the yard and nobody cleaned it up after him. You know, just like <laughs> bad boy, bad boy, Max. Yeah, Max is a bad boy. Is this who you want as your mayor? Vote Gus 2022. <laughs> Max stinks. I'm going to move to Idlewild. I'm moving to, this is it. I'm moving to Idlewild to run an animal against Max for mayor. Wow. That would be nuts. But I'm going to do a, a documentary about it. Okay. Cut, oh, cut this. Cut this. This is, oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're giving so much good stuff away. Oh, no. Okay. This is what they say about like, you know, you have to write and create in the mornings. Yes. I, it's like my morning pages. Right, yeah. let's, let's get into our story. <laughs> yes. It's, that's, that's, that's a good idea. Oh, my goodness. You know where we're going to start in the morning? Florida. Of course. Of course. That's, you know, orange juice comes from Florida. It just feels like an appropriate place to start. Mm-hmm. From fox13news.com, Florida man tells deputies he only drank at stop signs and signals. So that's illegal. But he wasn't driving. <laughs> he, he said he wasn't drinking and driving. He was only drinking while stopped. That might work for texting, but that doesn't work for alcohol, sir. <laughs> so Indian County Sheriff deputies were at a McDonald's in Vero Beach because a car was repeatedly bumping into cars in front of it at a drive through I think that this would be considered entrapment, but like why more police officers don't just like wait outside of fast food restaurants after 1 a.m. to catch drunk drivers, I do not know. You should just get a, a like a ticket inside of every happy meal that you order after 2 a.m. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like set up a checkpoint to get <laughs> out. And then like, I don't know what fast food restaurant was like that. But... License registration. And how many hamburgers did you order? Yeah. Seven. Okay. You're going to come with us. Um, only seeing one person in the car and it looks like you opted for the 40 piece uh, McNugget meal. You want to, <laughs> why don't you take a step outside? <laughs> 
am I under arrest for being detained? Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't search my vehicle unless you have probable cause. Ma'am, you ordered five cheesy bean and rice burritos. That's probable <laughs> cause. <laughs> um, so the deputy had noted the strong smell of alcohol on the gentleman's breath and noticed his eyes were red and his speech was slurred. And when asked him how he was doing, he said, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I bet he was feeling pretty good up until this moment. Yeah, that was, I mean, I'll tell you what, this guy was honest. He said, I'm only drinking at the stop signs. I'm feeling very well. And uh, I have also never had a driver's license because he only had a Florida ID card. Oh, buddy. Uh, at least he, you know, was, was you know honest Mm -hmm. yeah he um he blew a 1.53 on the breathalyzer test so that's pretty high he was drunk he was drunk you guys yes well you know who you know who should get drunk when they celebrated their 100 year birthday i guess the woman in our next story although is that is that chill to drink on your 100 year birthday yeah i mean if i turn 100 uh, I think there's an old comedy bit about this, but I'm going to do heroin for the first time if I if I make it to 100. Like, I feel like it should be legal at that age. Where it's like like all drugs should be legal if you're 100 plus. Like, I don't think that that's a good idea though. Just like speaking from an insurance standpoint, like that, like if you die of a heroin overdose in when you're 100, you might get like your family might not get the money you have for life insurance, but we don't have to get into the semantics of that. From WFLA.com, a federal agency asks a hundred year old Tampa Bay woman to prove that she's still alive. After her check stop coming in. So Betty Ashley made headlines as a lively senior who walked the Gasparilla 5K during her 90s and served as Grand Marshal this year at the age of 100. Her husband, who was dead, I don't know. But, yes, her uh, former husband. Yes. Her um, late husband. Her late that's, husband. I couldn't find the words for it yet. Her late, late husband. husband. He worked at the post office for a gazillion years, I imagine, more than 20 years. And so she gets checks from the post office, you know, like as like his what widow spouse? Yeah, spout? some yeah. sort of like thanks, I guess. Anyway, so she stopped getting these checks and she's like, uh, squeeze me. I need this money to pay my taxes and stuff. And the post office was like, are you still alive? That's an insane thing. Like you would get a note at uh, the the government. So the woman sent a notarized form to the OBM, the uh, office of personal manager management, OPM. You can picture her with a, yeah, sorry. Office of personal care. Ashley sent a notarized form to the OPM with a picture of her and a current newspaper, like a host, like a proof of life, like a hostage situation. But it has not been enough to unlock the payments. Wow. Can I make a suggestion to this woman? Mm-hmm. Stop paying taxes. Yeah, because if they don't know you're alive, they won't know you're not dead. <laughs> what are they gonna do like she's like this this payments have been helping me pay you know like 
the taxes over the years uh because the payments the taxes are going up it's been harder and harder to make ends meet like then stop making ends meet like i i you know like when you budget (laughs) as like an young adult and you're like okay we have to stop going out we have to you know like i can't get my nails done like whatever the fuck it is Mm -hmm. when i'm an older person senior citizen (laughs) especially in my late 90s to 100 it's the opposite like okay we need to budget i need to stop paying my mortgage my Mm -hmm. taxes my (laughs) like you know all these things because i need to make sure i have enough money to go out to eat yes (laughs) all this stuff like this is an upstanding citizen that she's like can i please have this money that my husband worked his whole life for so that i can then pay it back into the government not me i'd be like y'all come take it from me <laughs> it'd yeah. be like erica's last stand like <laughs> i mean and like this is bad advice you know in the sense of like you you really fuck over your family if you go deeply into debt when you're older but like I'm talking about me because by the time that I'm in my nineties or a hundred, if I make it that long, the world is going to be like, if it's not to Mad Max levels, it's definitely going to be like at least 20 degrees hotter and everything's going to be fucked anyways, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, I like, I should just go out on like a jet ski or like just something really crazy, but I definitely don't think I should be paying taxes. Yeah, I, I do plan on having like a, the modern Viking funeral, which is where I, my body is laid to rest on a, a on a jet ski. And then people do shoot arrows at it that way. Mm. Like they just they just tape my thumb to a throttle and then you all shoot arrows at it as I as I run off into the ocean. Yeah, That's that sad. sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Nothing's going to matter at that point. But you know what did matter on this day in our next story? This is sent in by uh, Maya Worthy, who we love. Thank you. Thank you, Maya. From the NewYorkPost.com. A Sabbath service derails after a couple begins having sex on Zoom. You guys, (laughs) it's like they don't listen to Trashy Trashy. We keep telling you, just make sure that camera's off even have a little a sticker on like a little slide that mm-hmm. covers my camera yeah it, it, so a randy couple who zoomed into services at a minneapolis synagogue hosted a bot mitzvah forgot to turn off their cameras as they began to make as they began to make a mitzvah of their own also what about being zoomed in on a bar mitzvah is like or a bat mitzvah is horny <laughs> yeah like this is like what isn't this a bat mitzvah is for a jewish girl to turning 12 or 13 i think they're or 14 for bat mitzvah. 12 or 13 okay great mm-hmm. we did it <laughs> We did it. We're, we'll be secured in the kingdom. So the, they were just fully canoodling in front of the verklempt congregants. And so according to the article, the impromptu version of Debbie does Deuteronomy. Mm. Clever, clever. The New York Post never stops 
New York posting. No. Uh, it happened on May 14th in a Twin Cities Temple Bethel. So this it was like, it said it went on for 45 minutes. This woman was walking around naked. She got dressed. She's in and out of the Zoom. This guy was in bed. He whipped out his a penis. And then she started doing things with the penis. And then finally, finally, someone said, like texted her, called her and said, what are you doing? You're on camera. Why didn't you call her? When she was walking around naked, a hundred like yes, a hundred percent. This could have been preempted. Yeah, this seemed avoidable. So this was formally known or informally known as pulling a tubin. Known an incident known uh, after CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin began pleasuring himself on a live Zoom call with the staff for the New Yorker in October of 2020. The magazine fired him, but CNN allowed him to return on air for after a brief suspension. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, this is tons of people. Lots of people have been doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, if you can see yourself, everyone else can see you too. Yes. Yes. And you know what? You know where I can see myself come this December? Where? Looking at the Mona Lisa in the Louvre in Paris. Are you going to Paris in December? I will be, yes. One of my favorite places. I'm going in March. Oh, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But this next story comes to us from the New York Times NPR, and it was sent in by Adam Cantley. Thank you, Adam. I don't want to brag, but I do subscribe to the New York Times. I, I don't want to brag, but I use your subscription for the New York Times. <laughs> and... I do want to take a moment to brag. I recently signed up to be an LA Times member. So I'll give you my login. Thank you, but ugh, you I've, are thrown ready. The, I've thrown out the LA Times before. Oh. That. Um, oh. <laughs> but it's it's okay. It's cool. Well, you know, I mean, potato, tomato, I guess. Man throws a pastry at the Mona Lisa and smears cream all over the glass case. So the painting was not harmed, and the man, who officials said was in a wheelchair, had faked a disability to get close to it and was taken into custody. So he was was dressed as a woman and in a wheelchair, and then he sprung out of it once he got close enough, ducked under the rope barrier, and uh, spread a pastry or cake all over it and was screaming in French, of course. Think about the earth. There are people destroying the earth. Think about it. Artists tell you, think of the earth. That's why I did it, he said. So it's just, it, it, it's just insane. So, uh, I mean, I, I get, I, you know, I get a protest, but like, you're not doing it. It's in a protected glass, you know, and unless it's truly filmed, like you're not really kidding anywhere you know I haven't really heard much about this story yeah it's kind of weird because it's like I do I understand the the idea behind it of like let me like think we have to think about the planet not about something like as stupid as the Mona Lisa I guess but it's also like do you think that some fucking like Texas oil baron or like you know, a factory owner in China, like was there and saw that and was like, fuck, this was the push I needed Mm -hmm. to stop 
doing like I, do your protests where those people are at I yeah. think everyone else is thinking of the earth yeah constantly <laughs> like to a point where I don't plan on paying taxes once I get to my 90s <laughs> I'm not having children because I think that it's going to be a hellscape. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, museums have been no uh, have been vandalized over the years. So um, especially the Mona Lisa in 1956, a man threw a stone at the painting, shattering the glass and scratching the Mona Lisa's left elbow, causing a chip of paint to fall off. He said for no reason too. He was like. I had a stone in my pocket and I was like, I should throw it. I fucking get that. As a former six year old, I get it. It's like, I should, I got a rock. I should, I should fucking throw that rock, man. Sometimes I think about like, I think everyone does this, but like when you're in a situation and you just think about like, what's the craziest shit you could do right now? And like, if the consequences like would be worth dealing with it, you know, like I, I've been in like traffic, like, bumper to bumper traffic like in Elysian Park and I'm like I should just drive my fucking car through the park <laughs> like and just like I'm not gonna hurt anybody Mm-mm. I'm just gonna really really get in a lot of trouble and like how much trouble is too much tra- I don't know sometimes <laughs> minds do that See, this guy was just like I'm gonna throw a rock at the Lisa. <laughs> yeah well it's insane oh I've never been to the Louvre which because and I have been blessed enough to have been the Mona Lisa, it's, you know, it's just, but it's, it's, it's small. It's a small painting behind it on the opposite wall is a almost floor to ceiling size, mega scale, like a huge ta- like painting. It takes up an entire wall, like a gorgeous painting that like everyone just has their back to. And it just blows my mind. I, anyway. Anyway, you know what just blows my mind? What? I guess just, just uh, you know, when, when, when people just don't get to know their spouse enough before getting married. I'm, I, get, I get where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. And I think that something else was going on in this next story. But, like, I'm going to say that there's some audacity involved. But carry on. Well, according to boingboing.net... A husband divorces his wife because she would only cook him instant noodles for all of their meals. This is in Mizuro, India. Husband and wife divorced one hour after, or excuse me, one year after being married because she just made, she only would buy and only would prepare instant noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But it was a mutual divorce. Yes, I feel like maybe she didn't want to get married. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have a feeling <laughs> that she was kind of hoping that they would get divorced to a point where she was willing to eat that many instant noodles. What's crazy to me is like, she, she wasn't force feeding him noodles, like just eat something else then. Mm-hmm. Like, unless like you're really thinking your wife has to cook for you. Yeah. Yeah. The judge who was interviewed for the story says divorce cases are increasing drastically over the years. Couples have to stay together for a year, according to the law, before seeking divorce. If there were no such law, there would be divorce petitions filed directly from the wedding halls, he said. 
There's been uh, divorce cases by couples just a day after their marriage for not talking with their partner, for putting salt on the wrong side of the plate, for stitching the wrong color wedding suit, for not taking the wife out. And there's all kinds of other reasons. That salt on the wrong side of the plate thing sounds like it's like a bad Mm -hmm. omen or something. And they're like, oh, I'm really superstitious. We have to get divorced. Well, just it sounds to me like that. Like, what is it? The the broken windows policing where it's if you see one little thing, there's probably something big going to happen down the line. (laughs) Broken windows policing. Is that a short story, Erica? No, no. It's like the fucking New York's whole. If you see a broken window, there's probably bigger crime happening. And like, it's it's a whole racist thing it's a whole bad thing anyway you know who we got an update we got an update on a story we covered previous big update 55.2 million dollars worth of an update so we had a woman in missouri and who i believe i said maybe this woman is brilliant but i didn't want to also promote potential insurance fraud but this woman was trying to get a payout from an auto insurance company because she was having sex with a guy in his car and he was the insured driver of said car and she got HPV mm-hmm. in the car. So she's like, your auto insurance, Geico, you owe me money. Yes. So she claimed, you know, she got an STI from her romantic partner in the car and a judge a panel of three found that the judgment entered against Geico through an earlier arbitration proceeding was valid and that she was awarded $5.2 million. She fucking got it. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, so, so proud of her. <laughs> like, right. I don't know why. Cause it's like, this is like crazy and a tedious and silly thing. And what a weird hill to die on. But like, it's brilliant. I think also like, I mean, we live in like, that's, that's playing this that's playing the game that we're in, you know, like nobody likes that this is a thing, but mm-hmm. this kind of shit, people are doing stupid lawsuits all the time. And like, fuck this, you hooked up in a car and got HPV, which like men don't even know that they have HPV. And then you just get $5 million because you put in the hard work, you mm-hmm. put in the leg work to mm-hmm. fucking make it make sense. <laughs> and you take it from a company like Geico, who's got plenty of money. They have a gecko as a spoke. They aren't even paying a human being to be a spokesperson. They have a cartoon, animated cartoon. That's how much money they're saving. Like when you switch to Geico, when you switch to Geico. Um, also, full disclaimer, this article actually uses the term STD and sexually transmitted disease. However, uh, MSN, I will ping them after this recording. The way we talk about things now is to say STI, uh, we, we don't use the STD anymore. We say sexually transmitted infection. And, uh, now, Why? Because, well, because, um, there's a, it's a way of framing, it's a way of framing it. And the way that we should talk about, um, 
sexually transmitted infections rather than disease. I think it's like a stigma thing. And um, we've, we've just changed the way we discuss those things. And uh, it's like old language, I guess. I see. You know, I know you're right, but the fact that you're going to actually ping MSN over this oh. feels, it's not Karen behavior. It's just feels silly. Like I got to hold up journalistic standards as a journalist to another journalist. Right. Again, like <laughs> I know you're right, but like, it's that like MSN was like using the N word. Like they just, <laughs> like <laughs> it just kind of feels like, I'm curious what else you have going on today that you feel like I got to send this email. Hey Amen. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a tweet. Maybe it's a strongly worded tweet. Yeah. You know, I mean, whatever snowflake, that's all I'm going to say to you. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes you got to whisper and sometimes you got to shout to get your message across. It's just, it's crazy. Cause it's like, I just, I know you're right, but like the way I've just like, could i don't know whatever fuck me i'm oh you i'm not putting my hands in cuffs by you pc police not this morning (laughs) that's what i'm fucking saying well call call me uh adam carolla (laughs) no Oh no. Um, um, okay, we have to get to this next story because this woman is my actual fucking hero. Um, I don't think that you should commit crimes, and Lord knows I'm not planning on committing crimes. But if I did commit a crime, I have a feeling this is how it would go. <laughs> From the dailyrecord.co.uk, a drunk woman steals a 45 foot ferry. While shouting, I'm Jack Sparrow. Should, should we name her? No. Okay. She's, she's too important. Okay. She drank Lambrini and then ate poisonous nightshade, which is hallucination inducing. It's also very deadly. I don't know. It's a little confusing. But anyway, she's on hallucinogens and um, she was drunk. And she just like went up to a fairy undid the ropes and stole it and just kind of drifted like playing like bumper cars with like all these other boats just down the dock but the whole time she was yelling she's drunk she's been she stole this ferry and she was yelling i'm jack sparrow i'm a pirate because what else do you yell that's I, like, it makes complete sense to me that that's what you would What I love the most about it is that when like the police were like trying to stop her, she was like, what are you going to do now? I believe this is out of your jurisdiction. And this is why it has me written all over it. Because <laughs> if I was to steal a boat and there was cops on land trying to yell at me, I'd be like, excuse me, I'm in international waters now. <laughs> This is this is pirate law. I'm under pirate law. law. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she, she, she invoked pirate law. 
parlay. What is it when the, the pirates get together? <laughs> I don't know. But like, she's like, fuck you. I'm Jack Sparrow. I'm a pirate. This is pirate law. Go home. <laughs> Go home. Until someone else on this ferry that t- tells me to walk the plank, which, oop, I'm on this shit alone. I'm good. But um, then, uh, you know. 30 police, a lifeboat crew, coast guards, and paramedics eventually came and stopped her. Um, but she went for like an hour. Yeah. So uh, she, she was going up the river and she undid the mooring ropes and the, drifted upriver on the tide, bashing into other boats like a pinball machine. The cops arrested her after an hour and they said um, that we'd have ended up in Saint Tropez. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> cut all that oh when she finally was caught she said to the cops we'd have ended up in Saint-Tropez if we hadn't been caught which <laughs> I just I fucking love that like the, the way I wish that I could just steal a boat yell at cops until I'm under pirate law and then when I finally do get caught being like ah. If only I'd made it to the Bahamas, you wouldn't. You boys would have never seen me again, or something like that. I just wish. Oh, I wish. Andrew, there's, there's consequences. There's nothing stopping you but the consequences. Yeah. You can do anything you put your mind to. Like, no, I can't say this one. I can't say it out loud. I will, but like, I'm not supporting this at all. I'm in therapy, so it's fine. It's cool. The world sometimes is so fucked up. It is kind of like, maybe, maybe I could, maybe I should, you know, like nobody got hurt, you know, just a bunch of assholes with boats, like their boats got broke a little bit. She's going to jail, but like, it's kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe. And those boats are insured up the ass. This feels like she was like, are we in a simulation? Let me test. Yes. Oh, Erica. What if she is a time traveler? (laughs) I was getting there. (laughs) This is her test. Holy shit. We did it. We did time traveler and Bigfoot. And Bigfoot in one episode. Drink. (laughs) Bingo. You're at home. (laughs) But speaking of being at home, lots of time to make babies if you're at home. I, according to APnews.com, IKEA Norway offers help with baby names after COVID-19 baby boom. Says, have you thought of Malm, Kivik, or Trotten? Swedish retailer IKEA is known for the distinctive names of its flat pack home products. The company's Norway branch wants to use the brand's experience to help parents browsing the baby naming department. Can I make a suggestion to Ikea, like as a PR person? Mm-hmm. Maybe they stay out of like the baby business in general, or like just don't like associate themselves with children because of like how many kids have died, like because their products were like not safe for so long. What do you like? What do you mean? Like there'd be like dressers and shit, and like they wouldn't the the <sighs> center of balance on these dressers and things. And like the weight limits and stuff like now now they you know put in their in like put in kits to reinforce your stuff but for like years like so long 
there was like all these horrible, horrible stories of like, you know, kids like being kids and like climbing up on a dresser and then the dresser toppling over because it was so fucking cheap and not made to like hold any weight at all, even the weight of a two-year-old. And then they like died. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know this. The whole like doc. I think I watched something on a, a documentary on Netflix. I think it was like one of those like bad money kind of, you know, those types of documentaries that they have on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And like one of them was about like these Ikea, like kind of fast furniture sort of brands and like how they're ruining, you know, the rainforest. And then on top of that, like have like very dangerous products for children. Um you know, because it, it's and all the stories are like devastating because like the parents would be like, I literally left turned around for 20 seconds. Oh, my God. Anyways, all I'm saying is maybe maybe Ikea. I don't know. Like, that was the first thing that came to my head. When Ikea was like, why don't you name your child Billy or mom? It's like, why don't you fuck off? Sometimes our cat jumps in an open drawer on our ikea dresser and it's like it has it's it's really cute i don't know it just it's like oh i live here now it's like a little cat sized drawer for me and it's it's just really cute so now i'm worried that it's gonna capsize on it um well you better earthquake proof it yes yes i will good to know anyway funny yes (laughs) Yes. Oh, so uh, yes. So uh, Scandinavian country registered the birth of 56,060 babies last year. 3,081 more than in 2020. The increase creates a challenge in finding unique names. There's a woman who started a website to name Chinese babies, give them English names, like, you know, unique English names. And she makes like tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousand dollars a year and uh i'm just saying if if people in norway need help coming up with unique names we should get in business we have some listeners in norway if you need a name i got some because there is a name better than trotten sure what's a better name than trotten though trevor colton i was thinking thomas brock Taylor. Taylor. That's a good one. John. Winston. Oh. Go back to the source. John. But then again, are we pushing on our, you know, Americanizing like Norwegian names? Well, I'm just saying if they, if they need help finding names, we will, we'll all make up a name. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll help them. Okay. We'll help that's them. fine. Erica, are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm feeling feeling my ready. Well, well then, oh yeah. God. it's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh, is that the new sting? No, that was just a genuine burp. I'm so sorry. Oh my God! From foodandwine.com. Ooh la la. Uh, Taco Bell's futuristic drive-through restaurant uses tiny elevators to deliver your meal. That's right, folks. Taco Bell has invented banks from the 80s and 90s. Because honestly, if there's any food that can travel through a little cylinder 
I think it might be a taco or a burrito. The first of the chain's new high-tech drive-through focused locations opens this week. In Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, and it's two stories tall. There's four lanes, and three of those lanes have little elevators, like with like little chains kind of thing that lowers the food down to your car. Via a, a cylindrical proprietary vertical lift. If you're old enough to remember, this is how banking used to happen. You would put in a check or your cash into a cylindrical tube, and then you would pop it in and it would suction and seal it and then deliver it to the teller inside of the bank. And then they would commerce, do your thing, and then deliver you the receipt. That there was like nothing more lit than that as a kid it was was so fun so fun god imagine being an adult in the 90s oh my god just getting to do banking writing checks delivering checks owning a house oh my god without 128 percent inflation oh that would have been so sick and then we we could just be boomers now and then go back in my day you guys are ungrateful. Fuck you. Think of the earth. To create these lifts, Taco Bell and franchise owner Border Foods teamed up with self-described disruptive solutions consultancy. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I am. Um, there was a, uh, the vomit was in my throat and I have to, I'm so sorry. I have to swallow. Um, um, I'm a, the CEO of disruptive solutions consultancy. The firm's called Vertical Works, which dreamed up these fast food elevators. Again, just what banks had from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I dreamed this up. It's called a memory. It's called a memory. As a way to speed up service, but also to set Taco Bell apart from other food brands. So long story short, I mean, there's, okay, so there's, just like with the bank, there's three, three that have these. Uh, cylinders and then there's one that you can get a real person um i actually think prescriptions used to come like this too now that i'm thinking about it oh yeah i can i i i think pharmacies used to do this yeah yeah but this they're gonna try to start seeing which other taco bells they can turn into the branded taco bell defy location and um see how many other places they can do this. And the whole thing is that you're supposed to get your food within two minutes or less because of this, because Lord knows the thing that was taking that long wasn't just hopefully the creation of your food. It was the uh, long, tedious process of someone passing your food. I Whoa. I'm just... I just, I, I'm just worried about like the day and I feel like coming where they're like, we've replaced all the people with robots that will make your, you know, your chalupa now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it still need people, but like, I definitely. Yeah. To get- oil the robots <laughs> until we make a robot that oils the robot, the oil itself and the other robots. You know, I think I'm just kind of like. I don't totally understand why fast food is modernizing itself in this way, because I don't think that Taco Bell, 
the business is always going to be there. Do you make tacos and are you open 24 hours? Okay. That's it. You're good. You're going to continue to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think we need this, but bring back the pizza, the Mexican pizza, and you'll make more money. You know, they're fucking bringing that shit back. All they did was create all that hype about, they took it away and then they, and then they got the musical and the Doja Cat and the Dolly Parton girl, you're, you're playing into their game. If you it think was, that it was new back. Coke, it was new Coke, you know, what do you remember when Coca-Cola sold a thing called, they took Coke off the market and uh-huh. they were like, Oh, we have new Coke. And, and it was called new Coke. And they were like, there's a new formula. There's new Coke. And it was so bad. Everyone was like, we hate it. And they were like, bring back original Coke. And then original Coke came back. They said, okay, we've heard you. And then new Coke or old Coke. So sales skyrocketed for months and months and months and years. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. A, a classic, you know, thing to do. Yeah. So uh, in 1985, the new Coke, they, they dropped a, a new formula. I mean, it was, it was the informal name. They didn't call it new Coke, but uh, they, they said, oh, here's a new formula. It's Coke two, basically. And then it was so bad. And then they came back and then Coke sales skyrocketed within three months. They, they had, and now Coca-Cola is called Coca-Cola classic. And it was a huge sales boost. Just being duped constantly there's a talk about walking distance from my house like very very close and i can honestly say i've never walked there have you driven there <laughs> yes many times but then sometimes i'm like you know what i have willpower and then i like I, I like pat myself on the back i'm like it's called willpower baby i've never walked at taco bell but i have driven there <laughs> multiple yeah. times i used to live close to taco bell and like it's crazy how truly my proximity to a Taco Bell is very directly aligned with how often I eat Taco Bell. Because like now that I don't live close to Taco Bell, mm-hmm. I don't, can't remember the last time I've had it. Yeah. But when I lived near one, I was like, that was very frequently like a, a bad decision, late night treat. <laughs> I just, I love a, a, you know, the fry bread, the chalupas. Oh, Erica, what are you hoarding? I'm hoarding fringe shows. It's uh, the the Los Angeles fringe this uh, throughout the month of June. And anytime your city has a fringe festival, you should support it. It's people putting up come, you know, all sorts of, of entertaining shows, you know, plays, musicals, comedy shows, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I I support local theater as much as you can. And, you know, I'm definitely going out and seeing, um, you know, as many friend shows as I can. I'll, um, you know, I'll I'll plug a couple right now. Time Flies, if you're in the LA area, is going to be a great one. Um, my friend Bonnie, he has a really great show and you can go to, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can go to hollywoodfringe.org and it runs June 9th through June 26th. And you can check out all of the fringe festivals that are happening, you know, or shows that are happening, you know, and they have family friendly, um, you know, one person shows, you know, all sorts of 
you know, categories that you can kind of choose from. And, um, you know, I just say, get out there and support local theater. So I'm hoarding fringe shows in general. So I say, go support local, local theater if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you hoarding? Well, when you're like, Ugh, yuck, I don't want to leave my house. Maybe watch the Trixie Motel on Disney or on Discovery Plus. Yes, yes. It's a lot of fun. It's uh drag queen Trixie Mattel because a lot of drag queen made famous on drag RuPaul's drag race, and then obviously like on all of their other endeavors, them and their partner bought a motel in Palm Springs and uh, are renovating it and they made a show out of it and it's uh it's cute it's nice it's um you know funny and just like nice mindless watching and then you're like oh this would be a nice motel to stay in and then you look and you're like oh it's sold out for the next couple months and then when it's not sold out it's like holy shit these are like six fifty seven hundred dollar um rooms anyways but um yeah it's nice like i like watching it um there's a lot of i'm gonna call it smut a lot of smut yeah every plus but uh trixie motel's good <laughs> there I, I did you watch did you watch that tiktok before it, it, it d- yes there's an incredible TikTok that uh, it, it, the creators took it down or got stricken from their page, but it was a, it was the the concept is a, you know uh, people are pitching reality shows to Hulu and Netflix, and they you know their Hulu and Netflix are you know personified and they're like people in you know girls in suits and they're like uh, eh, I don't know that doesn't sound like us, and then Discovery Plus looks like a bridge troll with black eyes and like scrappy <laughs> hair and they're like it's give like it to a, me give it to me <laughs> they're like okay this one's called big people little world thousand pound stalkers <laughs> I'll, take it. I'll take it yes give it to me <laughs> the most absurd disgusting sounding reality shows ever and, and hulu and netflix are like mm, that doesn't that sounds exploitative and not like our brand <laughs> discovery plus is like yes i want it give it to me <laughs> It's pretty funny. <laughs> what are you throwing out, Erica? Okay. You go, you get an impromptu pedicure. And I pedicure. think everyone should get a pedicure. Take care of your feet, people. It's a foundation. Mm-hmm. Take wow. it, scrape your heels. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get a t- color on your toes if you don't want to, but get a pedicure. I'm throwing out the fact that if, if, you, if you don't happen to have a sandal with you, if you get an impromptu pedicure, mm-hmm. <laughs> a nail salon giving you these pieces of paper that they call a flip-flop, give me an actual dollar flip-flop. If, if, if you've ever seen somebody leaving a nail salon and they're like, oh, is that paper, you know, is that toilet paper on their foot? No, that's like the, the shoe that they give you if you don't have sandals to put on. They're literally the thinnest thing you've, it's, it's paper. It's two layers of paper. Some places do have flip-flops for purchase. Some, but most of them have just those little pieces of paper and it is disgusting. You know, here's the thing. 
because you've told a story before i think while you're trash of like you decided to go on a grocery trip in a pair of these paper flip-flops and like i love you but this sounds like a you problem yeah like, okay yeah you need to plan is. out your pedicures better again i said impromptu you know impromptu and then where are you going do you just go straight home right Yes, but even then you got to walk on the sidewalk, you got to walk down the hallway, you run sure. the risk of having a blowout. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, in an LA, you know, you don't want your feet just a paper away from the concrete and stuff. I guess I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you throwing out? You can, you can throw those oh. out. I'm, I don't mean to come for you like that. I just, you know, I yeah. also would say maybe a pair of like car sandals for you. Yes. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not here to fix your problems. I'm here to support you. So yeah. yeah. Thank Thank you. Yeah. Fuck those shitty. I mean, they're bad. You're not wrong. They're bad. Mm -hmm. And it hurts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are you throwing out? I did. I got a root canal. And like, it was like, actually like not that bad, but that's because like literally half my face was fucking numb. Um, But then you gotta like, they prescribe you antibiotics often after root canals because they're like you know all that shitty infected tooth that you had like is like now going up into your bloodstream or whatever so i had to like go to pick up prescriptions for the first time in a long time and holy shit that was terrible (laughs) where did you go (laughs) cvs oh my god yes might as well be the wild ball this was like a circle of hell Mm-hmm. everyone around me had their own thing you know like someone was either like had like four dogs like someone was just way too chatty and standing too close some people looked very like sick it, it, which is not <laughs> like trying to be mean but I'm like holy shit, like, you're going to give everyone in here, like, COVID or Mm -hmm. something. Like, it it was just like, and it was also, it took forever and these poor people who were, like, getting the prescriptions for everyone are, like, overworked and just getting yelled at every day. Like, it it felt like the DMV in that sense and it just sucked. (laughs) And, like, if you try to call them, like, no one will ever answer because they're just too busy mm-hmm. oh it was, it was bad and then I was like I told my partner I was like why don't they have more like at home services he's like oh they do and I'm like well why don't why don't more people do that and he was like well because you risk it getting lost in the mail <laughs> and so it's like your two options are to go to like this fucking nightmare hellscape and like you know do that and stand at CVS for two hours or maybe not get medicine delivered to your door. Like what a fucking nightmare. I'm going to, I'm going to ping you a private pharmacy right now, but anyway, yes. Okay. Like, I think I'm going to take a stance. I think I'm going to say something really controversial right now. Mm -hmm. Something needs to be done about the pharmaceutical industry. (laughs) That's a bold choice. That's a bold stance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think something needs to get done. Yeah. All right. And and where can people find you, Cassandra? 
at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. I uh, my Instagram is private. You're welcome to follow me and just let me know in a message that who you are, or you can yeah follow my Twitter where I tweet once uh, a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought of two good tweets in the same day, and I was like, well, I don't want to double tweet, so I tweeted one of them, and now I've forgotten the other one. So oh, you gotta save the drafts. Save it to drafts. Uh, write it out save it to drafts yeah that's the key yeah you can also find me on the nooner podcast on the smodcast network where can people find you at iconic erica curry on instagram and at gilly gal on twitter and you can find this podcast at trashy trashy pod on instagram tiktok and twitter or at our website trashy trashy podcast.com on our gmail at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com let us know why you're trash. Send us in a story. And as always, we would love a five-star review. It helps more people find the podcast. And we always support listeners like you. The PBS yeah. approach. Right? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.